Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. When I was single and getting into dating, I remember being so intimidated by sharing that I had kids and like, what does that even look like? And I played with these conversations in my mind over and over again, because in my head, I didn't ever want to come across as I came as like a package with baggage because my kids are such a package deal. We are a bulk combo. You get one, you get us all. And I love that about us. And I'm so grateful that I ended up dating somebody who really saw that value as well. And there has never been a dating app before that is designed for only single parents. And so this is actually surprising because it's truly the first of its kind. And nowadays there's an app for pretty much anything from identifying constellations in the sky to getting somebody to help you hang a picture on the wall. Anything that you're really looking for, you can probably find an app for it. But up until now, like I said, single parents haven't had a dating app specifically designed for them, but now they do. It's called Stir. Stir is a place where single parents can just be single. Stir is where you're excited to share on your first date that you have a daughter in the third grade. Maybe you even talk about their homework schedules or or their tastes in music and movies or video games. Stir is where you don't have to apologize for having a crazy schedule because they get it. Stir is the app designed for parents who just happen to be single. And right now you can download Stir or tell your single friends to try it out. Let's get back to today's show. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, trying her mostest, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. Maddie, I don't even know where to freaking start with you. Maybe let's start with how you started because I, you're a million followers on TikTok now. Your sounds have been used like over 30,000 times. People are using your music. This is, it's not just like trendy and cool. This is like internal childhood stuff that's coming out when people are listening to your music. Talk me through this one, how... This is too much. I have too many questions. I knew this was going to happen to me. <laughs> Talk me through that first time you really shared on TikTok and realized that 
your music was really intersecting with so many different people's stories and not just your own. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, I remember being slightly overwhelmed, Mm. mostly because the songs that I write are so specific. You know what I mean? And that's part of the reason that I knew that I like kind of had to be an artist because I was writing music for other people. And then I started writing these songs in private. I was like, who the heck am I going to try and give these songs to? Because I'm not going to have like, you know, somebody sing about throwing their purity ring away in the middle of an airport. Like who's, who's going to sing that? You know what Mm. I mean? And so when I started realizing that I had, I kind of had to be the person that sang these songs, right? I kind of started posting them and the reaction, it's so crazy to see something so specific and so personal also be so universal because it, it, it just, it, it makes you feel like you're not so alone, if that makes yeah. sense or like. hundred <laughs> percent um, makes sense. Yeah. That funny weird. friend. It's weird. When you, I remember it was the video where you're singing in the car, fat, funny friend, yeah. and I found it and immediately wept. Cause I was like, the fuck, like, how do you know this? Like, how, do we all have this? Did everybody who's yeah. ever lost weight in their life face these same feelings and the reality that so many have walked this path then to watch yeah. all the people, you know, with the other song talking about coming out and yeah. like, you might not like her and everyone's now using this as their song and their voice. And I'm just, right. I'm, it's so funny how you were writing for other people. And when mm. you wrote for yourself, that's actually what you were, you actually were writing for other people and maybe didn't even know it. Yeah. Super weird. I mean, Fat Penny Friend, that was kind of the kickstarter of of being really honest in my music mm. for sure. Cause you know, that, that song was really hard to write. Like yeah. it, it, even thinking back to me sitting in my kitchen in Katie's bedroom, which Katie Turner wrote it with me, who's one of my best friends. And we met on American Idol. And at the time, like her and I have both lost weight and kind of gone through transformations at the same time since then, since meeting each other. And there's such a specific way that people just treat you once you're in a smaller body that you would think would make you feel good, but it really just kind of solidifies all the fears that you had when you weren't in this, in that smaller body, if that makes sense. So it's just, yeah. It does. I, uh, I lost a hundred pounds and yeah. I was the fat oh, funny friend yeah. growing up. I remember when I got thin, I met this guy and he was sitting and having a drink with me and he says, you're such a unicorn because you have the body of a thin girl and the personality of a fat one. And I remember thinking, what am I doing here? And why am I sitting and giving time to this person who like openly would choose to never hear anything I had to say when I was big. And that's complex because I did lose the weight and I'm now of a different size. And that has opened me up to different opportunities like shopping. And, you know, even people would question if my relationship now would have even started. There's Mm. a lot of like that. Oh gosh. I, and I know similar to you, like we've lost weight and there was so much negative it brought in with that diet culture and eating disorders Mm. and all those complexities. And then on top Mm. of that, like there was also a lot of like genuine good stuff that happened from it too. Like some things that I really learned about myself that I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I will never go back to that person before, but I also will never go back to that person who was the after photo either. So I now have Mm. to live and exist in this body today. Talk to me about your journey Uh, through that yourself, because 
Obviously, Mm. I relate. And I know you've openly gone through a new journey of skin removal, which is Mm. such an incredible... Yeah. Obviously, I've I've opted not to. I opted not to because I had such obsessive thoughts about perfecting my body. And I decided I was just going to try not to do that. Never did I know was I going to get pregnant again. So like probably was a good idea not to. Thanks. But I wonder how, how has that been for you and how has it been received? Because you became sort of, even while sharing organically your own story, you did sort of like by default become a bit of a face for like the anti-diet culture, which is, you know, piggybacked with the anti-beauty standards, which leaves you sort of in the dust of making (laughs) decisions for yourself. How was that decision for you and, and openly sharing it? Sarah, what the hell? Normally I don't like talk about this stuff, Wow, like this is the first time I'm blown away. That whole, sorry, that whole statement just, holy shit, you get it. And I just get it. Yeah. Yeah, you do get it. And I I feel like I go through a lot of just talking with people where they say, Mm. like, oh, I understand, but there's just something that people who have lost a significant portion of weight that just understand. Like, you just get it. Like, it it really, like, I can't. You know, and and I feel like there's a lot to unpack in in the things that you just said, but like starting with the way that people treat that date that you went on, that is literal, such a common occurrence. Yes. And I think one of my biggest things that I struggled with were moments that you just know as a former fat person, as a fat person, just any any capacity of of being a plus size body you know that there are circumstances post weight loss that would have gone differently if you were plus size. Yes. And like, there is a lot of people shutting that down and even people that love me, like, Mm -hmm. and I know that they, they, I know that it's not on purpose, but just situations where, you know, I remember legitimately the first time I went to a car shop and I had a man stay like 20 to 30 minutes after just helping me put a battery in my car. And I remember like getting in my car and sobbing Mm -hmm. because I knew like no questions asked if I was in a plus size body and I didn't look the way that I look now, I would not have had a new battery in my car. I would have had, I would have been on FaceTime with my dad and he would have been helping me put that in. Right. And so (laughs) there's there's just moments that, you know, and then you just know friends or you tell people, right. You tell people that. And you know, you get, and I was talking to my friend, Courtney, average fashion blogger. She's oh, incredible. Yeah, she's, she's one so of my, funny. yeah, she's, she's literally one of my best friends. And we walked through our weight loss journeys together. Mm-hmm. And I remember like, I tried to call other friends and they were like, you're just carrying yourself differently. Like you just seem more confident and it's just like, fuck off. No, yeah. like, that's yeah. not like, we just know when I called Courtney and she started crying with me. And like, it's just that moment of just like people that get it, get it. And people that don't, don't. And yeah. like, then going on to your next statement where like I have somehow yeeted myself into this position of like being the anti-diet culture. And a lot of that is because I simply just won't talk about it. Like mm. I will talk about my weight loss, but I won't talk about how I won't talk. And it's not because I'm gatekeeping. It's not because I'm ashamed. It's not because, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. It really like, it doesn't matter how I lost the weight because that's not the point. And the moment that I start sharing how and all these kinds of things is, is the moment that I make a statement of giving people ideas on how to do it for themselves, which mm-hmm. means that I'm promoting that when yes. at the end of the day, I have realized that like I had to do all the same self-work shit that I was worried about as a plus size person, as a mid-sized person. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I wonder if I spent the years that I did like 
starving myself and doing all this, like all the effort that I put into losing weight. Like, I wonder if I had put like one fourth of that ounce into loving the body that I was in, if I would have come to a conclusion like this and just had a different body. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's the part that I mean, where you don't really get to go back. You went through, you went through and that's the way you went through. And that's, you land on the other side with the perspective of both, with the perspective of knowing that thinness doesn't make you happy and also the perspective of what it's like to be treated in a larger size in this society. You have to live with both. And there's a sense of like resentment and bitterness with that. But also like, like you said, you were kind of yeeted into the the anti-diet culture thing just by sharing your story, which the, and you brought up a really, really, really big point because we are in such an interesting age where everybody wants disclosure on everything, but then they also yes. don't want you promoting anything. And I go through this because I go through person. I've done injectables before. Yes. I my eyebrows are microbladed. My choices have been short term ones, right? But I've changed my yeah. mind a bunch of times over the years. I've gone yes. back and forth and. And every mm-hmm. time I'm like, I just want to privately make a decision. And people are like, did yeah. you get this done? Did you get this done? And if you're like, yes, they're like, why are you promoting that? And I'm like, I don't, I, I can't move anymore without either being like imperfect or not enough. And, but also like, let's support body autonomy, but don't make the choice that I wouldn't have made for you. Yes. And even when I show up in my stomach, people are like, you know what? I had a tummy tuck and I don't like you for shaming me for it. I'm like, I, I just have a belly. I literally... <laughs> The woman I love the most in this world has gotten a tummy tuck. What dare I say about anybody getting one when I know, I know the discomfort. I know the rashing. I know, like, I find it all so, so funny. Even when we talk about like shapewear, for instance, we're like all pro bra. We'll talk about bras all day long. And I'm like, (laughs) until you have a belly that swings more than your tits do, let us just have our shapewear. We're not here promoting anything. We just need support and we need to make decisions. And sometimes they might be the wrong ones. I think about this all the time and I'm going to say it here because I feel like it's a safe space, but we hate Kim Kardashian and we love Dolly Parton. Why Mm. is it so different? And is it because the one is profiting Mm. more? Did Dolly not profit off her looks? I think both of them are allowed to do whatever they want. And it's all so complex and nuanced, but it is sort of this space where it's really difficult to move through. So I commend you for doing it. Talk to me about the times it's been tough, like, and the scrutiny you may have faced along the way. Yeah, man. I feel like we need to get coffee. After I know. This. Like for real, like Sarah, <laughs> I swear to God, if we do not hang out. After I know, I know. Set. We will, we will. Where are you? Um, Where are you located? I'm from West Hollywood. Okay. I was okay. my address and I'm really yeah, glad that I did. No, 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 I'll um, come but, down to yeah. LA sometime, I'm sure. <laughs> but I... I did end up getting skin removal surgery and it was honestly mm. something that I, I thought about very heavily for a very yes. long time because I had extra skin from the amount of weight that I had lost. And I honestly had the opportunity to do it about six months ago and I thought about it, but I wanted to make myself live with the skin for six more months so that I could really, uh, the moment that I felt like I could or I couldn't, I could mm. do this or I could not was the moment that I was like, all right, I'll do it. You know? I didn't want it to you be felt, a, I have yeah. to do this. Right? Yes, it has yes. to be like, I would be okay without. Mm-hmm. But for me, I just, it was getting to the point where, you know, I couldn't play kickball. I couldn't do the things I was loving because it was just so uncomfortable. It and, is really uncomfortable. And that's not everybody, right? That's not everybody's story. But mm-hmm. for me, it just happened that my, you know, in everything, I want to be able to do the things I love and, and whatever helps me do that is what I'll do. And yeah, I don't know. So I, I 
I really commend you though for for opting out, and I think that I. I love mean, that. for now, who knows? Like I've said, I I wouldn't. Yeah, you can. But change I'm also your just mind like, isn't yes. it so beautiful to be your own hypocrite? Sometimes yeah. I don't. I don't have a. I don't have like an internal desire for it. I really, really did for a long, long time, and I also am just like. Who? Why would it matter to somebody else so much what I decide to do with my skin? I know that it it's a very sense. right, like it's a very it's a very privileged thing to be able to get it done. I've had mm-hmm. offers to have them yeah. done, and I just came to that same thing. Like I think I just want to be able to make the decision either way. Like kind of what you said. Like either way, I'll be fine, which is a great yeah. space to make that choice because then you know your happiness isn't hinged on it. Yes, yes, yes. How did it feel going through it and then coming out the other side? Did you did you have any body dysmorphia? Did you feel just like oh relief God. in the situation? Yeah, you know, I'm still still trying to figure that out. It's been tough. Like yeah. I didn't realize how much because I not only got a, a stomach tuck and I got a full extended one. Okay. I also got a breast reduction. Nice. And so it was like a full body, like yeah, it's a recovery. It, it, was, it was wild, and and I. I thought that the recovery, I mean, the recovery was pretty terrible. Mm. I'm not going to lie. And like, I'm somebody who like jet ski with pneumonia. Like I'm pretty <laughs> like high pain tolerance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But that was rough. But I didn't realize that it was the emotional stuff afterwards. Mm. Like mm. I am currently, even when I put on clothes now, it's just, I don't know. You just, and I, I thought that I would be good at it because of the weight loss. And like, mm. I don't know if you have this where after weight loss, like I would, I went through this phase where I would like look in the mirrors obsessively to make sure that like it was off. Mm-hmm. And like, it was this weird, like internal panic. And that's something I'm really trying not to do anymore. It's mm-hmm. like need that confirmation that it's, it's just weird. I don't know. Yeah. There's weird shit that you do. I have like half transformation. Does anybody have notifications on on their phone? I mean, I do, but they're very limited. I I find notifications distracting and sometimes and can increase my anxiety. But there's one notification that whenever I'm with my friends that own small shops and businesses and I hear this notification, I'm always so excited for them. And that's the cha-ching sound. The cha-ching sound is the notification that comes from Shopify's new sale sound. So every time you hear that cha-ching, that's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether your thing is vintage teas or recipes for ghee, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of your favorite businesses worldwide, from big to small. Shopify has all the sales channels sorted so your business keeps growing from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free libraries full of educational content, Shopify's got you every step of the way. It's how every minute new sellers around the world are making their first sound with Shopify, hearing that judging and doing that little happy dance. And you will too. I had a small business at one point and I wish I had opted into trying something like Shopify because I've seen so many friends have incredible success with it. And I love, like I said, being with them. I was out for with my one friend once and we were out for drinks and she had her notifications on and we watched as her business started to go viral that night and that cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. And we sat and we celebrated and it was just such a beautiful, beautiful moment that I truly will never forget. 
and you can sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash papaya, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash papaya to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash papaya. Thanks for listening. Chase that dream. Get after those sales. Get after that cha-ching. This one's for my American listeners and anybody who's looking to tackle a paint project and is looking for doing it in a way that is with less hassle. And I know that sounds impossible. And I know what it's like to shop for paint because it's often involving a lot of trips to the store, maybe getting it wrong, maybe being halfway through a project and realizing, oh my gosh, this is not what you had thought of in your head. And so there comes Claire. Claire is an innovative e-commerce paint startup that takes the hassle out of paint shopping with streamlined selection of designer curated colors, peel and stick paint swatches. Yep, you heard that. And premium paint and supplies delivered straight to your door. And if you need a little bit of help choosing a paint color, which is where I always get hung up, you can try Claire Color Genius. It's a fun two-minute quiz that's like having an interior designer help you choose a paint color. You answer a few easy questions about your space and your style, and Claire delivers a personalized paint color recommendation for you. Another tool to help making choosing a color easy is Claire's Peel and Stick Paint Swatches. They're an exact match to the paint color and finish, and you can instantly see what colors work best in your space. Just peel and stick. You can move them around the room, which is really important, especially with different types of lighting as well, and they're non-damaging to your walls. Claire is more than that. Claire is more than just a really convenient paint brand that you can shop online because their paint formulations are zero VOC, Green Guard Gold certified for better indoor air quality. It also meets the most stringent chemical emission standards. Claire's formulated without any toxic air contaminants, hazardous air pollutants, EPA chemicals of concern. So it's paint you can feel good about using in your home. So with all of that expert guidance, tons of educational content to help you tackle your paint project like a pro, why not get after it today? I know, I know in your heart, you have that like one space or I know, I know it right now for me, it's my powder room. I think about it every single week and I'm it, for years, I have been stuck wanting to do something so fun in that space and just getting stuck on, well, I don't know what color to choose. Well, that's where Claire can come in and really help you streamline that process, make it easy, make it fun and make it doable. Visit Claire at Claire.com slash papaya to get started and receive 10% off your order. That's www.ClaireClare.com slash papaya for 10% off. Let's get back to the show. I probably have like thousands of, of photos in my phone that you could tell were not for anybody, but were like evidence shots that I could look at them the yeah. next day and be like, you're still thin, you're still safe. And the thing is, Very. you can people can be so mad about statements like that, but the reality is we've all been conditioned. We've all been so deeply yeah. conditioned. So when people like... It's the same as how eating disorders, we relate to them being associated with, you know, body image. And a lot of time they're associated with like control or a need for something to be, yeah, like within their own, within their own yeah. means or decisions. And I felt that like my weight loss was at a time of like great life change. I was like 
gearing up Mm -hmm. for a divorce, going through a divorce. Mm -hmm. It made a lot of sense that I would cling so tightly to what I ate in a day and how much I exercised because that was the one thing in my life that I could control. So it would make sense that as things sort of, well, one, my health crashed, two, my life had already exploded. Mm. So it would make sense that you would start to climb back out of that and find your own like safety again within your body as you sort of move out of that. But for the longest time and for our entire lives, we have been positioned to believe that we are going to have a better life if you are thinner mm. and then, and then mm. you get thinner and then you are treated better. And it's such a, it's such a bitter, bitter dose of reality that I think a lot of people don't fully comprehend. And like you said, there's like that look in the mirror, there's that safety check that you do. And there's that, there's that fear because a lot of times that people in the weight loss arena. And when you're following these pages to motivate Mm -hmm. you, they also follow up with all the stats of like, you only have a 2% chance of this actually being successful. Like that is a hard thing to, and then you're like, well, I have to be the 2%. Nobody's talking about, you know, the, the one in one in three that go on a diet that will end up with an eating disorder. Like they're not spewing those facts. They're only spewing the ones that like benefit staying in a smaller body. So I I talk about this a lot. Like we can't go for the low hanging fruit. We got to go for the tree. So God forbid people go on weight loss journeys or make body, you know, adaptations, whatever that might be. That's the low hanging fruit. If you want to be mad at it, at the end of the day, there's like an entire lifetime of conditioning and learning and unlearning and everyone just deserves support, like through those experiences. So I commend you you for something. Yeah. Do you want to hear something? So sorry. No, no, I'm done. So you just sparked this. Do you want to hear something so fucked that happened when I first shared that funny friend? Okay. And like, I'm not, I'm not going to call anyone out, but literally I posted fat funny friend and was like, Hey guys, like this is fat funny friend. Like I'm super scared. When it started blowing up, one of the top like workout women, like ladies mm. messaged me in my DM asking if I would post about skinny tea. <gasps> and I legitimately was like, girl, I'm going to give you like a couple hours on Sunday. And like, yeah. pretend like this did not happen because this yeah. is like, I still like the, the fact that they, it's like that it, 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 it just, it's painful. It is. It's I was painful. offered the most money I was ever offered for a tea that would make you lose weight. Back when I was a single mom, they offered me $13,000 and I was like, I don't think I should do this. And I was in my weight loss then. And I was like, I I did not, this isn't authentic to me. I'm going to say no. And that was like the easiest and hard no I've ever had. But like the same thing, yeah. like, I don't think that people understand how predatory some of these like companies are and how yes. they like zone in on, oh, like we can just, you know, it's not about that. It's actually about like empowering. And they, they're so gaslighty on you that you're like, maybe I could do that. Like maybe that'll work. And so I have so much, I actually have a lot of grace for people who like take the deal. Cause I'm like, you're going to have to live with this. You're going to be slammed for this for so long. You're going to have to become this brand's like face for a while. It is going to derail you. It's like, and I, I feel so much compassion towards like how freaking hard that is. Even when you've made the wrong choice and you've signed a contract, I, (laughs) I mean, I did it once I did a waist trainer. I actually, I actually received the waist trainer for free in exchange for posting about it. And then they used my face and my image 
after I blew up, of course, and all over the internet. And people were like, is this you? And I'm like, sadly it is. And there's nothing I can do about it. We got to make, we got to make those mistakes. We got to go through it. We can't, we can't, can't go through it any other way, but you beyond just the weight loss and the fat, funny friend song that has related to people of all different walks of life and all different spectrums of sizes. And I think that's important to hear is that even for those who live in thin bodies have idolized the idea of and and visualized the idea of, like you say, like cutting away parts of their body in order to Mm. fit in. That is not something just geared towards those who grow up in larger bodies. But you have another song and the other song (laughs) is very much about your journey in coming out and kind of living through purity culture. Might relate, might have had a purity card. (laughs) I had, I didn't have a ring. I had a, I had a card in my wallet. More yeah, information. Right? I had a card in my wallet that I signed that would that said that I was going to save myself. Oh. Was it? I don't remember. Maybe it was called a challenge. I don't remember. And I also remember oh, there was goodness. like books that we read all about like how bad masturbating was. So much shame around like sexuality and yeah. stuff. And it's it's taken. And the thing is, this wasn't even my parents. Like it was just like me same. Yeah. Yes, hanging same. out in youth groups and you yes. know the, sometimes oh, the wrong Sarah. people <laughs> you know yes, veggie tales no veggie tales are, oh. are veggie tales are okay veggie tales are good we don't hate veggie tales but yeah there's a lot of that so t- talk to me through that journey of sort of like almost removing the shame from your own sexuality because straight gay otherwise a lot of people grew up in purity culture and now are struggling with coming to terms with sex not being potentially shameful so talk me through sort of that journey of writing that song and how it's been how that part of it has been for you man honestly you might not like it was pretty terrifying and I remember Mm -hmm. I sent it to my parents and I was like hey some of this is true. Some of it isn't literally every single (laughs) line in there was true, but I just made my coming out an escape room. And yeah, I just was very much raised in a church that any type of like sexuality experience was just an absolute no. And I remember Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't have my first kiss till I was 21. And like, I remember I got out of the car and like sobbed and felt terrible about it. And yes. Yeah. Oh, just shame. Oh my God. And I remember first boob touch, just pray to Jesus. Don't let me go to oh, hell. Like, oh absolutely. my gosh. Oh my gosh. I can't yeah. imagine if they had, t- if he had touched my boob, I think I, <laughs> I think I genuinely think I would have like, it, I, yeah, I don't know what I would have done. That would have been. Yeah. But man, I just remember like, it was this weird mixture of being ashamed to do anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Even like making out and any type of dabbling because I I was taught in church that your sexuality is like a clock and the younger that you start that clock the more and more like dangerous it's gonna get and so don't start your clock until you're like ready for marriage and that for me as a kid with OCD right that just absolutely stuck with me and I Mm. still literally remember that sermon and like yeah. it hitting home, like I could probably give you like the, the 20 minute spiel of what he said and how much that impacted me. And I think for me, like having OCD and being a kid in church and like then my sexuality being so tied in with my OCD of like, I can't do anything, right? Yeah. I can't start my clock. And it got so much to the point where even when I was at an age, like 17, 18, 19, where like, you should be dating, like not you should be dating, but like, it's okay to date, right? Like, 
if that's something you want to do, like those are the years that like, you're like, that should, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. normal. And yeah. and I I had that kind of taken for me because of, of that. And so I think when I turned 21 and I had this first kid, I was like, holy shit, I don't feel anything with this man. And then I kind of started, you know, going out and having these experiences with people that honestly, I, I didn't even really like. And mm-hmm. I think it was because I was just trying to figure it out. And then it all played into this whole, like, I started realizing that I was pretty, pretty gay. And yeah. I would kind of like put myself in situations with men where in my mind and my OCD, you know, I, I started kind of doing that outweigh thing where I'm like, well, I would rather start my clock with men than ever be gay. Right. Mm. So like, I was like, Jesus would probably prefer this. Right. Which is like, now looking back is so heartbreaking. I felt that way, you know? And so I, I started just out really weighing pros and cons. And now looking back, the true reality of it. And now knowing who I am, I am like a gay woman that just like, doesn't want to be in hookup culture. Like, mm. but uh, for me, it had to be either or. And I think that's because of how I was raised. Right. Yeah. It's that like, if I'm not going and, you know, it just, it, yeah. and, and it's still something that I'm really struggling with. And, 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 you know, this is the first time ever in my life that I am seeing somebody and, and, and I really, you know, she's, helping me work through a lot of that. And, you know, it just, it, it's, it's been weird. So yeah. yeah. I love that it's been weird. It doesn't, it's funny that you had the, the clock on. I, I remember the sermon that was, it was a necklace. So if you gave a necklace to the first person Mm. and then you gave that same necklace to the next person, slowly as it goes on, it's got less and less value. (laughs) Yeah. And it's It's like, have you heard cheeks? Like, I, like, what? <laughs> like I, it's so wild how you're like, you're it. That's tr- like, you just sit there and be like, oh my God. Yeah. 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 And yeah, the problem so with that is, is like, you can, you can be like, you know what? I actually don't ally with that. I don't believe that like people are devalued, but I also am like a very monogamous person. I love a relationship. Yeah. I moved from one big relationship to another big relationship mm. to another big relationship. My husband's the same way. I'm like mm-hmm. his, he's a serial monogamous. I was married for a long yeah. ass time and he had like mm-hmm. lots of long-term girlfriends. I can't imagine if I put that condition on him of like, you now with me has diminished everything because you have loved women before. Now I look at him and I'm like, you are everything you are because of the women before. Like I used to be so jealous of it and so closed Mm. because of it and so insecure of myself because of that. And then now I'm like, you are everything you are because of the women before me. That is like such a beautiful way of like- it's been a healthier and honestly, I'm so happy because now I feel like I can relax in the relationship more and I feel more secure. And like, I don't, like, I, I don't care if I'm naked in front of him. I don't like, there's like all of these things that are just so freeing. And like the whole first year I've talked about this in terms of like body image, but I don't think people really realize how much like him being with other people really impacted me Mm. in the sense of like, I wore a t-shirt in the bedroom for like the first year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'd walk backwards out of the bedroom and I was like, everything has to be perfect because he's likely seen perfect Mm -hmm. before. And I can't like, 
as if we all haven't opened the same fucking magazines and seen the yeah. same bodies over and over yeah. again. Like it, yeah. it's just, it takes a lot of trusting yourself again, especially coming from a culture that believes that you are diminished through relationships, especially if you've had sexual relationships yes. with any of them. Oh my God. It takes a lot of like unlearning of that. And I also understand why it has been like, it's so fear-based and it's so, it's so pushed based on people that hold those fears I don't think that, and just like intention there, like, I don't believe that everybody who like put those messages out, I believe that they believed they were doing the right thing. And I think that that's, what's like so hard to remember is like, I believe that they believed that they were doing the right thing, even though it caused like really big harm for like a lot of us. Right. And that you still kind of come through. Like, I remember realizing that like sex could be enjoyable and then immediately feeling like, am I not a lot? Is that bad? Like, is that okay that I feel that? I'm shamed, like within the context yes. of a marriage, feeling shame around yeah. sexuality. I can't imagine yeah. how much that's been for you to unpack that and go for through sure. all of like that on top of also coming out as gay. It's but been a lot. I know. It's, it's okay. been a lot. And you did it like on a public platform. When did TikTok really... really take off for you? Was it through Fat Funny Friend? Was it like that yeah. video? I mean, I had one song, Blind Spot, that did well, like right before yeah. I quit my project. Because I was like, I was doing the country thing. And then yeah. my my publisher was like, girl, this is like not you. And I was like, yeah. what? And then, <laughs> you know, then Fat Funny Friend really took off. And that was really mm-hmm. when I think my actual artist project took shape. So also thank you for sharing all that about, you know, I... I, I think it's so interesting to talk to people who understand how much body dysmorphia and all that can affect relationships, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's not just a personal thing, but it, it affects the people around us. And I feel like we don't mm-hmm. talk about that enough, you know? So yeah, but yeah. yeah, I really appreciate you sharing that. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. I think for me, so many times in life when I've reflected on therapy, it's always sort of been an umbrella situation. You're waiting for rain and therapy is the umbrella that sort of protects you from the rain. What I never really thought about and what I have learned so much more about over the years is that it's more about not just dealing with those rain times, but also learning coping skills, self-empowerment, dealing with trauma in the past, which... If you know me, I have dealt with a lot recently. I have benefited from therapy in ways that I can't even explain. And so I have such a heart for something that's a little bit easier to access because everybody deserves to feel their best. BetterHelp makes it easier to get started. As the world's largest therapy service, they've matched millions of people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. All the benefits of in-person therapy, plus it's more convenient, more accessible, and more affordable. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a therapist. And if things aren't clicking, which sometimes can happen like any other relationship in your world, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. There's no waiting rooms, there's no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash papaya. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash papaya.
What's next for you? What's what's next on the agenda? I feel like you have. Oh, I also feel like everyone needs to. Before we go, we need to talk about your cover art because your cover art was like the most intentional shit I've ever seen in my life. Can you, for those of yeah. us who like can't physically see it, we're listening in the car. Explain to us the cover art of yeah. you may not like her. So when I first released that funny friend, did not know that I had like an artist project on my hand. I'm not gonna lie. First of all, because I only posted it because I was terrified. Basically, I knew I was on my weight loss journey and mm-hmm. I knew that if I was 300 pounds, like back where I started my weight loss journey and I had heard a song like Fat Funny Friend and then I looked it up and there was like a mid-sized sm- small body blonde, I would have been like, bitch, what the fuck? You know, like <laughs> that would have pissed me off. Yeah. And so I, you know, because some people are not going to do their research and know that yeah. I lost weight, right? And so yeah. I just, I, did, I didn't want to deal with that. So yeah. I was like, it's now or never, bitch. It's like, we're doing it now or we're not yeah. doing it at all. And so I posted it mid weight loss journey, expecting it not to do anything. And then it started taking off as I continued to lose weight. And I was like, well, I really need it into the sun here. And so the cover, it was very last minute that I ended up putting out the song. We got it produced like overnight. And I just had this picture of me in my childhood tutu. And I think that it solidifies, like you can just see all the cute little dainty girls. And then mm-hmm. my, you know, not even knowing that I'm gay, which I, as a gay woman, I cannot sit in a chair normal. Like it is <laughs> like, I swear to, it's like, like classic how you can spot a that's so funny applesauce or like (laughs) you know what I mean like but you just see me like just hunched over like taking up weight like more space like go off girl boss but it just is such a perfect example of like who I was as a kid where I just I always felt bad for not being dainty right so it's just me in this polka dot outfit and basically when I came to my team and I was like here are the five songs of me deconstructing every area of my life And basically I want to walk my younger self through it. Mm. And so we immediately started with the first little girl that sent in a video of her. I was like, this is the girl. And we got little polka dot tutu outfit handmade. And it's a picture of me now in all black, more secure in who I am, looking down at a little version of me that was on Fat Funny Friend in our childhood bed, the bedroom that they redid. And the whole music video is us walking through the most traumatic and important parts of my life. And it was one of the most emotional weeks in my entire life. Mm. Like truly, we, we went right back to my hometown. Yeah. And it, uh, truly, I, I wish that everybody had the opportunity to walk younger them through their traumas because it's just wow. Yeah. It, I, even the image alone, I remember when it first was released and everyone on TikTok started to recognize it almost immediately. And they're like, no way. And there is, <laughs> I mean, I talk about this a, a fair bit about the fact that we focus so much on like going out and finding ourselves, but inherently we always mm. end up coming back home to the person we always were and just like yeah. allowing her to move through without all the conditions. You have always been who you always were and your future Mm. self just sort of got to see her for who she was. And now you get to live that through without all of the noise that everyone sort of put on throughout the years. What you're doing with music, I'm going to cry again. So I'm going to try and wrap this up nicely. What you're doing for people is like, I know we just have to hang out. But what you're doing is honestly so important. It's changing so many lives. And I think what's so cool about it is it's just how you changed your own life. And now you're reflecting that through your music. So thank you so much. Mm. Please, before I cry, tell everybody where they can find you or download your stuff. Yeah, I'm on pretty much all of the social media with 
Maddie's mom. And yeah, I, I'm excited about what's next. I think it's just going to be a continuation of, of telling my story. And hopefully, you know, I'm literally just looking at a track list right now. I'm, I'm very excited for what's next. And the people that listen to my music, it's such a different connection than I ever thought it would be. And sometimes I miss being a teacher, but I also feel like for the first time I'm being taught and I'm also getting mm, to teach mm. through this. So I don't take this platform lightly. And I just want to continue my story and help people heal because I think I'm healing too through it. Yeah. So it's just wild. Yeah. And, it's like in real time. I love that so yeah. much. And also, you know, I'm an artist and a yeah. person, so I can change my mind. And so I yes. love that. Yes. Yeah. It just, this was really nice talking to you. I feel like we yeah. are kindred spirits. I I felt that from the first time I found you on TikTok. The For You page yeah. was, in, I was like, is this what TikTok is? Is it this specific? <laughs> it just goes right down into the corners of your being. Right? And it's like, you there, I found you. <laughs> Here's your person. Feels like that sometimes. If, and then other times I'm like, no, 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 no. I got on the wrong no, side. No, no, no. Get me out. Yeah. That's but actually yeah, how I knew I was gay. Yeah. Really? Uh, TikTok? TikTok? A lot yeah, of people so had that. No, like, I've known so many. I was on, I was in church and I remember I legitimately was talking to a friend and I was like, man, TikTok is super gay. Like, it's crazy. They're like really pushing like the queer agenda, which is like totally fine. And you know, I'm in yeah. church at this point. Yeah. And he was like, this is my for you page. And it was like car. And I was uh, like, oh, my for you page is just queer women. And he told me about the algorithm. And that was the day that I was like, no, I need to think about some things. So anyway, wow. I think it's, the day I learned about the algorithm was the day I think I realized I'm 3D. So, I follow yeah. a woman on on Instagram who was like married with children and scrolling TikTok and was like, holy shit, I'm a gay woman. And now she's like totally with a with another woman in a relationship and they're she's like co-parenting with her ex who has been like oh, beyond supportive so and like is just that. there's so many people who are having that and like it's 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 so cool to see how social media can like really truly touch the corners of who you are and like bring it forward that yes. that was you were a big one for me so thank you so much mm -hmm. and so. for everyone listening thank you so much for being here thank you for being open to this conversation yeah. listening and I'm gonna have everything for you in the show notes as well Thank you so much for listening all the way through this episode. If you've made it this far, I have one more little thing to share with you. Did you know that I actually have a photo and video editing app? So many people were surprised to hear that I have one, but it's actually been around for a little while and you can join over 200,000 of the Papaya community by downloading my free app, Pink Papaya on iOS. While so many apps focus on changing your appearance, Pink Papaya is all about celebrating yourself for exactly who you are and expressing your creativity and your storytelling with nearly 50 free filters and tools. Find us on social and share your edits as well. We might just share them too. So tag me as well at Pink Papaya app. Just had to share that with you, especially as the springtime's coming. We've got some really cool things happening in there and so much more coming. Check it out at Pink Papaya app. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at The Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then.
please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.